Hi there, talk about it mates. We have a really exciting opportunity for you. On Monday the 29th of March at 7 o'clock sharp, we have an introduction to coaching event with our very own Joe Quigley, who is a volunteer and facilitator here at Talk About It Mate, but is also a professional coach. So if you're interested in understanding exactly what being a coach means, to learn some basic coaching skills, or just to have a general understanding of what we can offer you in the Talk About It Mate community for free, then please do reach out on our social media through our meetup or drop us an email and we'll get back to you with further details on how you can come to our Introduction to Coaching free event on Monday the 29th of March at 7 o'clock. Hi, hello, thank you for tuning into the Talk About It Mate podcast. In this podcast, we're letting you in on the ground floor of the next mental health revolution. Fundamentally, people want to be seen and heard, and it doesn't take a professional to provide that. Peer support is transforming people's lives, and we're going to show you how it's done. We'll start each podcast with a check-in, where we'll describe our here and now feelings. Think how you would honestly respond if someone asked you, how are you? Then, we'll choose a topic and talk from our own experiences about what that means to us. No direct questions, no advice, no disagreement, just open listening and validation. And at the end, we'll check out. How are you now? And that's it. Well, alongside the podcast, we'll be providing support, guidance and connection around the topic each week on our social media and on our meetup. So head there now, during or after the podcast to get and stay connected. But for now, let's get into it. Hello, how are you doing? Hello, nice to see you. I'm very well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Not too bad at all. Um, well, a special guests this week because it's not Mike and John doing our podcast. So it's actually Laura and Sarah on this one this week. And uh, what's our topic this week? Courage. Should we do a check in? Yes, let's go. How are you feeling? I'm not too bad, you know. I've not had a, I've had a busy week, been to two different hospitals this week, got new diagnosis, new meds, been really busy. Now, normally that would uh, send me on a bit of a spiral of, oh, I need to recover, I need to do this, I need to do that. And uh, yeah, I don't like having too much on, especially because one of the hospitals that I had to go to was two buses there, two buses back. But everything's just gone really, really smoothly. I've had really good outcomes. And it's just put me in a, a, a positive light. I've uh, been on a mental health journey for quite some time now. And uh, uh, after nearly a year and a half, it feels like things are starting to click into place. So I'm on a bit of a high this week. Yeah, looking forward to some of the stuff that we've got coming up. We talk about it, mate, as well. So all in all, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Not too bad. Uh, it's stressful at work. It's busy. There's loads going on. I feel like I haven't got a minute to myself. But at the same time, I think it's quite nice because it means time's passing nice and quickly. And I think that we're uh, getting closer to something that we're actually able to do, like go to the pub or go out and see a bunch of people and, you know, just completely hug random strangers or something in the street. I'm quite looking forward to just being able to do that, march out my door one morning and go, I don't know you, but I'm going to give you a hug because I can. <laughs> I'll have to get you one of those T-shirts, you know, where one that says free hugs. I have to send it down so you can just walk around going, everybody, everybody, free hugs, free hugs. Well, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that. That'd be quite nice. Do you want to uh, get started in talking about our topic of the week? Yes, definitely. So as we said, our topic of the week is courage. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just wondering what courage might look like to you or your experiences of courage or... 
I think that depends entirely on my mood. If I'm feeling particularly low, sometimes getting up and walking out the door is courage some days, I think. And I think that there's a lot of people who probably feel that too. Certainly in the community, I think that's something that we have sometimes got to give support to other people for and recognise that courage comes in lots of different forms. You know, that they're very much putting themselves out there and having to face things that are probably challenging for them, but every day for somebody else. And, and that in itself is a is huge amount of courage, I think. I think that takes a lot out of people. It's facing those things that I probably wouldn't normally do. Probably like this podcast, to be honest, in the past. It's probably something I'd have gone, do you know what? I, I can't do that. I can't put myself out there. I can't talk about how I'm feeling quite as much as I can now. And I think that I've very much just got that, oh, fuck it, attitude now, where I just think, do you know what? Let's just do it. Got some experiences, kind of want to share them. Hopefully that means that other people will talk about them. And that was kind of my courage moment because everybody's got that feeling in them where they just think oh do you know what that's terrifying I can't do that but then after you've done something like that probably we're both going to think to ourselves do you know what that was brilliant I can't wait to do that again no I definitely feel you there on the just doing this is taking massive courage for us uh, we had a little bit of chat at the beginning didn't you and said I'm so glad that we decided to do it here and now instead of putting it off for a few days because it's then finding the courage each day to then still want to do it I've been sat having a, a think before us coming on to do this podcast about what courage might mean to me. I'd say it's definitely changed over the years. I used to think, especially my teenage years, uh, I'm not going to lie, up until a couple of years ago, I thought courage was keeping your head below the parapet, carrying on, not showing weakness, always fitting in. So even if that meant not being myself, changing the person who I am to adapt to a certain situation, even if that was damaging to me, I'd do that because to me, that's what courage meant. It just meant being as normal as possible. I'm extremely lucky to say that that opinion has changed dramatically. And uh, I was trying to think of the most courageous thing I've ever done. And it was getting help. It was. And not only getting help, because my journey of getting help, uh, as I mentioned a bit at the beginning, it's been so long winded. I have jumped through every hoop that was put out there. And a normal Sarah would have got one barrier and gone, no, that's it, not doing it. But this new Sarah has found that courage. If I found that courage mainly through talk about it, mate, and, and everything that it's offered us. But yeah, I've challenged myself. Uh, and, and that to me has been one of my most courageous acts that I've ever done. So not going and getting the best job, uh, not putting myself in uncomfortable situations, but just sitting there and saying, do you know what? I need help. I am not okay. And I'm not coping. And yeah, I think anybody out there who has the courage to put themselves out there, lay themselves bare and go, this is me, please help. Yeah, I'd like to see a bigger act of courage than that, really, because, yeah, that's basically, in a nutshell, what courage now means to me compared to what it used to mean to me. I think what you said is really powerful because it's a huge part of, obviously, what we try to do here. We try to talk about people or talk to people, rather, and... and you know, not offer advice, not offer that too strong guidance or anything like that. But we do say, look, we're here to listen. Everybody comes into the group, they have a bit of a rant, they say how they're feeling and somebody's bound to put their hand up and say, yeah, I feel that too. And I think that courage breeds courage from one person to the next. You know, you've got somebody sat there having a bit of a shit time of things and somebody else's experience of that and then how they dealt with it gives somebody else that bravery to go and take action if they need to you are just sort of running towards it 
rather than running away from it. You know, that, that fight or flight thing comes into it a huge amount, doesn't it? You, you, you choose to run away, you choose to just sort of push through and crash through for some people. For me, you know, a conversation just about something you really didn't want to tackle is, is finding that bravery to do that. It, that's how I, I guess I word it the best from, from my own mind, just blurting, uh, which is probably the best way. You mentioned about getting help and I think that once you've started something, I think it then moves on to you being able to find the courage to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It's a bit like a uh, snowball effect as you start something and then you get stronger as a person and at some point it isn't even a, a thought, you just go and do it anyway and you know you wonder why you were worried about it in the first place. We've got to admit though... How many courageous people do we know? How many courageous people do we meet week upon week? Every person that shows up to group. How courageous is that? I don't know about yourself, but when I first found out about Talk About It, mate, Talk About It, woman, and I was invited to the groups, it took me nearly three months to get that courage to just come to a group. And I was so nervous. Again, laying myself bare. Apart from a few family members who know I have mental health issues, My friends, some of my friends still don't know how badly I suffer with mental health because I put on an act and I I, I always say this thing about wanting to fit in as much as possible uh, because I've had trouble through childhood with fitting in. So yeah, coming to the group for that first time took me three months to pluck up that courage. And like you said, once I'd taken that first step, it does change my life and change the way I discuss my mental health. And, and and yeah, I think every single person that comes to group week after week or shows up for the first time, God, you need to pat yourself on the back for the amount of courage because you're laying yourself out there bare, aren't you? You're putting yourself, putting all your thoughts and feelings out there for other people to listen to. And that can be really, really scary. So if you're taking that first step, coming to group, coming to a podcast club, even if it's just a chat, even if it's just to listen, how brave is that? How much courage are you displaying there? So much. And and I think it gets easier as the time goes on. And then you do something brave enough, like saying, do you know what? I'll facilitate a session one time. And then the first time you facilitate and there's like five seconds of silence, it's like the worst thing in the world. And then you realise, actually, do you know what? This is all right. This is how it's supposed to be, isn't it? And you kind of enjoy that silence uh, and wait for the next person to share that kind of experience. But I can imagine when you've got a bunch of people staring back at you, that's quite daunting at first. And I openly admit that there have been times where I've sat on our beer support sessions and I've burst into tears and then I've thought for a minute oh god what do people think of me oh right okay but I've stayed I've thought you know what I'm going to sit this out and I'm going to stay and I'm I'm not going to hide away from the fact that I'm actually feeling something at the moment and and maybe if I talk about how I'm feeling right then and there somebody else will then feel brave enough to say about how they're feeling she goes you know what I feel exactly the same and then they're lifted so many times we hear on that session when we're talking is that people say do you know what I wasn't sure I felt like coming tonight but I did and now I feel so much better that I've had that hour where I've just been able to blurt feel a bit grumpy I feel a bit shit but now I feel a lot better afterwards and yeah what more could you want and I think that we uh, we need to recognize that we need to recognize courage more across everything that we do because we're not kind enough to ourselves in that at all on on, uh, that point about being kind to ourselves I honestly think being kind to yourself shows so much courage anyway I mean me personally I uh, punish myself 
quick example, I uh, have psoriasis and I um, have an injection that I take to treat it. It's not been working over the last year. But because I've not been kind to myself over the last year, I've not spoke to my specialist about it. I've just thought this is how I deserve to be. When I went to hospital on Monday, I made the appointment because I found the courage from somewhere to think maybe there's something better. Maybe I can make my health better. Anyway, when I went to the hospital on Monday, I was right. I've got extra funding. They've doubled my dose. They took one look at me and was like, yeah, of course we can help. But it took me a year to find the courage to be kind to myself to actually think you deserve to have better health. I can't explain why I do that. Sometimes my courage is just getting out of bed because other days I don't have that courage to face the day. But yes, I wish I knew why I did things like the uh, The only way that I can describe it is punishing myself because for that year, I felt I deserved for my psoriasis to be bad. I thought you, you're in a rubbish place. You're not doing that. You're living your best life, as people say. So yeah, just wallow in it, basically. And how unkind and horrible is that to think? Uh, yeah, life started getting better. Again, talk about it, mate, opening things up. And it was, it was so, took me so much courage. I find it very difficult to make phone calls anyway. Um, very difficult. So just plucking up the courage to actually make that call was a massive step for me. I think people can view the word courage sometimes. And because it's such a powerful word, and carries such powerful connotations that people think to have courage, I need to be doing this massive, big, brave thing. I need to take the job that's a massive risk or go and take this risk. And, and as we said, I think sometimes that courage is just being a little bit kinder to yourself. Because I'm sure all of us, and especially the people who come to our groups, they're so kind to our, each other. We are so easily kind to each other. We're so easily there with the support um, of, of saying how brilliant we think you are. And then when it comes to ourselves, we're like, oh, well, I can't be kind to myself. Can't, can't say that about myself. So, yes, I found uh, yet another new courage of trying to be kinder to myself. Uh, and that's taking all different views at the moment. So I started counselling five weeks ago. I am 38, had mental health issues since I was a teenager and only found the courage recently to go to counselling. And that was another massive step because you don't know what's going to be uncovered. Are you going to like it? You're going to have to talk about your past. Is it going to work? What happens if it doesn't work? And then have I wasted the counsellor's time? Have I wasted my time? So all of those thoughts that have been making me, again, not be kind to myself, making me think I don't deserve counselling or scared of the outcome of counselling, through coming to groups, through talk about it, mate, through hearing about how many other people are in counselling, has given me that courage again to be kind to myself and make me think, I deserve that counselling. If that counselling doesn't work, I go on to another counsellor. If that one doesn't work, I go on to something else. And yeah, it's taken me a long time again to get to that point. But I all think it's about courage and about being kind to yourself. And as I said, my biggest forms of courage is being kind to yourself and asking for help. Yeah, and definitely what you said about the, the whole kind of counselling thing, I think that's everybody's challenge, isn't it, at first, to, to recognise probably that they need that support from somewhere else that they can't get and then actually being brave enough to, to take that step and go and reach out and find somebody. And then it's the obligation. And I think these people know what they're doing and they know how to get you to talk and they want to help you. And, and the, you know, there's no agenda other than we want to help you feel better, ultimately. But there is still an apprehension and it's still a... a a fear about not quite opening up it takes a while to to even form that trust to be brave enough to be strong enough to actually talk about the things that's really on your mind I'm pretty sure 
when I went to counselling, it took half a dozen sessions, maybe more, before it was something that I actually thought, right, I've really got to get into the the crux of this. And it was counselling, and then it was CBT that kind of made me able to to deal with things a bit better and and to face those things. Only now do I tackle the things that really used to scare me in quite the way that I do I you know I've, I've developed a different way of, of dealing with it rather than kind of running away from it or being trapped in a, a moment and feeling the need to run away from those emotions I'll, I'll sort of face them head on now and I won't hide from that because it was really counterproductive it made me feel worse if you want to do something and you know you want to go and do it and then something stops you Again, like if we'd said, do you know what, I really can't do this podcast tonight, I really don't feel like it, I think we should do it another night, I think we should do it another night. It would be like something that would never get done. It's it's the fear and the procrastination type fear that's coming into to it. And we're going to sit here and high five ourselves after we've done this, probably not watch it back and not think we look ridiculous or something like that. Oh, my hair was out of place or something along those lines. Or, oh, I've got to sound like a bit of a mom when I said that. But we've done something and great celebrate that and have a beer or something well done you be brave being brave it can look very different to different people and I second you on the podcasting when we said that we were going to do it tonight uh, I was just like no right think of an excuse why can't I do it tonight but then I can't do it tomorrow night but then Laura's busy on Friday nights then it's the weekend that I know just got into this big thing and then I just was like right you're doing it it's being done tonight and, and as I said, I might have done a little bit of reading around things and got myself a little bit nervous. But I, th- I do think, yeah, courage, just dive in. Uh, I think it's our great, great leader who says, uh, feel the fear and do it anyway. Uh, and what else does he say about uh, it's better to be done than to be done perfectly or something? I think Done uh, is better than yes, perfect. De- there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, going back to the little acts of courage, because I think, again, we grow up being told to be brave, especially people our generation. You know, if you fall over, oh, don't cry, be brave. So from a, a very early age, it's kind of drummed into this this thing of having courage and being brave. So as I said, I used to think my act of having courage is to just keep my mouth absolutely shut, not open up to anybody, not tell anybody what's going on. And I made, uh, managed to make myself this persona, uh, um, this person, where I wouldn't let anybody through to the actual Sarah and everybody got the over-the-top, in-your-face, like walk into a room, ah! here I am cracking jokes having one octave louder than everybody else in the room so nobody could see what was going on underneath uh, as I mentioned earlier on I'd adapt to my friends so if this friend was like this I'd walk into the room and adapt straight away uh, I see it's one of my strengths now that I, I can adapt to certain situations and I use it to adapt to certain situations instead of trying to adapt to the person I'm with in that situation because that's not brave that's not courageous me coming into a room and trying to pick up on your key straight away so I can be just like you that's not courage Courage is walking into a room, seeing 10 different people and thinking, I'm so glad I'm an individual and I'm just going to be myself. And it took me so long to drop that that I was putting on. It's literally only been the last couple of years. Unfortunately, I have lost one or two friends from doing that. Uh, and one of the friends I'd, I'd been best friends with for 25 years, but I finally found the courage to be myself. And that person didn't like the person I actually am. Now, don't get me wrong, I do harbour some guilt from that because I feel that I, I, in some way I've lied to her for the last 25 years. 
But then in the other way, I just think, how much courage has it taken me to turn around to my uh, best friend of 25 years and go, I'm not that person. I'm not happy with this situation. I'm going to speak out. And I used to find that when I put myself in a situation of trying to fit in, I wouldn't speak out. And if something upset me, annoyed me or or anything, I'd just take it and I'd swallow it. And I found that uh, I'd just be full of poison, as it were. I'd be full of this person's hurt this, but I've not told him that. I've just swallowed it. And then you just end up on the absolute floor uh, thinking I'm not good enough. I don't fit in. And it's because I'm creating the situation myself. So, yeah, as I said, it was only a few years ago that I decided, basically, I'm going to start to be honest. Now, that is a lot of courage for me. I'm a a little liar, again, to try and uh, fit in with people, make people see what they want to see. I I do the little little white lies. And it's a couple of years ago I decided, no, not doing it anymore. I need to just be me. So, yeah, that was another massive thing of courage for me. Uh, I do think especially people with mental health issues, find it easier to try and fit in than they find it trying to be themselves. So yeah, anyone actually being themselves, God, that takes courage because it's a lot easier to be what people expect of you than what you actually want to be yourself. So I was thinking more about what you said when it comes to seeing the real you. It made me think about times when I used to go out and I used to worry about what people would think. So I'd be, I'd never have that ability where I could walk into a packed out place. So you know how those wonderful days when we used to be much more carefree and used to go out. Oh, to I remember place them well. Pub. Remember them and, well. Uh, <laughs> used to be <laughs> back in the day, and hopefully soon to be in the future, uh, where we used to walk in and it'd be full of people. And you'd have to try and find your friends or something like that. And, and you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll meet you here at eight o'clock or whatever. I used to be absolutely anxious as hell beforehand and not be able to go in on my own. I wouldn't dare walk into this place on my own. I was too scared. I was, I was just thinking everyone's going to turn around. You know that kind of moment you have where everything's going to stop in where you're walking into everyone's going to turn around and everyone's going to stare at you and you're just going to feel his eyes burn through you from every single place within this room that was how I felt and that was what I thought was going on and I, I cannot tell you uh what that was like I was just like I'm, I'm just not going to walk into these places there's just no way you're going to get me to do this on my own absolutely not so we always arranged to catch up with people meet people outside do you want to come to mine and get ready all of that sort of stuff beforehand because there was just no way it was going to happen because I was convinced that this was going to be a thing and it took me having to do it because I had no other option for me to realize that oh actually do you know what as it sounded almost a little bit egocentric to think that people would want to turn around and look at me walking into some room and it's just not the case at all that's the the absolute last thing I am arrogance and that sort of thing it's just a oh no don't get me started on that it's horrible but it was so not how I imagined and now it's almost not even a thought and and I found that the little things that I used to have to be brave about and I used to have to do like asking for stuff in the supermarket or excuse me do you know where the tomato puree is or something like that or um, excuse me you've shortchanged me or you've given me too much cash or something like that I'd always feel quite nervous and not be brave enough to do really really small things but feel like you're about to scale Everest if you want to challenge them and I kind of realized that 
I'd done it a couple of times and I thought to myself, I'm quite proud that I've, I've done that thing. I'm quite proud that I've tackled it. I'm quite proud that I've managed to, I don't know, face this, what felt like an insurmountable fear. And I thought, I must be the only person who worries like this. I must be the only person who thinks to themselves for 10 minutes before it actually happens, I need to go and ask someone where the tomato puree is because I can't find it. And I've looked down six aisles and I still can't find it. And knowing me, I'm going to ask the person and they're going to point at it and go, it's there, you idiot. And they're going to judge me and so on and so forth, right? There was one morning specifically, I was on my way to work and I had to challenge the lady in the coffee shop because she charged me for three drinks and I was only buying two or something like that. Four drinks, I was only buying three. And I was like, mm, that doesn't quite add up. That's a bit weird. And I almost found myself apologising for it. I was like, I'm sorry, but I think you've overcharged me. And thinking, hang on a minute, why am I apologising? Because I didn't do anything wrong. But you feel like you have. So that's another reason why you're too scared to do it. And I actually think once it came to it, she felt worse than I did because she couldn't stop saying sorry afterwards. And I was like, look, it's totally fine. But I went to work and I just happened to bring it up in conversation. I said, does anybody else feel like this when that sort of thing happens? And what would you do? And there's a group of about five of us around these desks and they said, I think I would have left it. I don't think I would have challenged it. I, I just would have just gone, oh, do you know what? Don't worry about it kind of thing because I'd rather lose £3.50 for that coffee than actually challenge somebody for it. And it's that fear that it might be confrontation or deemed to be rude or something like that. And I, I always wonder whether it's a British thing or it's just trying to be polite or something like that. But what I found I used to do was talk about the things that I used to need to find courage in myself to do. And I used to say to myself all the time and say to my boss and say to the people at work, I said, I'm, I feel like I'm mental because I feel like I worry about these things and I'm the only person in the world that worries about these things. And if I were to talk about it, everybody would be like, why do you worry about that? What's the matter with you? Everybody worries about the same things I do. Everybody has, needs to find courage in the same things that I do. And it was like this absolute moment of clarity where I just thought, oh my God, this is just... This is just actually how it is. Everybody thinks about those things. Everybody has that moment where they just go, oh God, I've got to ask somebody where the tomato puree is. That's their tomato puree moment, you know, and that's what I referred to it as, or that's your coffee moment for, for ages. The things that I used to worry about used to hold me back with my job. They used to get in the way of me being successful and, and or what I would deem to have, have achieved. And only by pushing through that as as have I felt better about what I do and realized actually the things I again I worried about are just are not a thing or they're less of a thing and I, I used to have to analyze to the nth degree and think right what do I think is going to happen oh I think that they're going to shout at me down the phone they're going to tell me to piss off why are you calling me go away you're the hundredth person to call me today blah 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 I'm going to have nothing credible to say I'm going to sound like a bit of a knob when I pick up the phone and all of those sorts of things and it turns out None of those things ever happened. The occasional person goes, no thanks, puts the phone down. But that's kind of it. And you just think, what the hell was I worrying about? It's that moment again, isn't it, where you just tip over after doing something and just go, I feel like a bit of an idiot for worrying about that as much as I did. It's that fear of them going, it's right there. And you're going to look an idiot for that split second in front of a stranger but it still affects us so badly. Uh, the, the thing about walking into a pub, oh my God, exactly what you said. You think when you see on films, when you walk into a, a local pub for local people, as it were, and everyone turns around and eyeballs you and everyone's thinking, yeah, how can I get this person out of our local pub? 
When I walk into a pub that might even be my local, I've still got that fear. Still can't walk in on my own. And yeah, I think it's the thing of silly things of, am I going to walk over to the wrong table and sit with people because they look like my friends? Am I going to trip over? Where are they sat? Am I going to look around the pub? Is everybody going to look at me thinking, I don't know who I'm, you know, don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. So yeah, I think fear, fear of being ridiculed, sorry, stops us from doing a lot. That's why I think um, courage isn't the massive thing. Courage is the little things. Courage is getting out of bed that day. Courage is doing a little bit of self-care, having a wash, painting your nails, whatever, cooking yourself a nice meal. Courage is coming to group, definitely. I think uh, because of what society puts on us, we're all looking for these big courageous acts of what we've done in our life to show courage and, and be this and be that and be what people expect of us. I've started taking those little wins and I've learned a lot of that from group. The people that come to our groups, they're so amazing that how honest and open and just raw they are with us and how they just lay themselves on the line, which in turn we do as well. I don't think we have that fear of ridiculing group. It, it just doesn't exist. So, yeah, we all come and we're so brave and so courageous. And then hearing what other people do to get through the week, those acts of courage are the things that I, I look up to most. Not the guy who's, I don't know, gone and done a plane dive or, um, yeah, as, as I mentioned before, strive for this perfect job or anything like that. That's not courage. That might be living your life. That might be, be other things, but I don't think that's courage. The other day, um, I was having a really bad day. It was getting to late at night. I hadn't managed to do any self-care that day. And I was sat there and I get into these little loops. And my counsellor had said to me, I want you to start writing down positives. Straight away, negative Nancy me was like, oh no, I don't do that. I can't. I don't journal. I can't write down. Just can't do it. It's just not me. I've tried and it's just not me. So anyway, I got, uh, it was the other night. It got to about half 11, 12 at night. And I'm in this loop of, you're terrible. You've achieved nothing today. Look at you. You're awful. And then I thought, right, bit of courage. Let's write that list. Let's see if I can write down a few things that I've achieved today. Bearing in mind, I didn't get dressed that day. I did no self-care and didn't leave the house. I still managed to do a list of six things that I'd done that day. So that was six courageous things I'd done in a day without doing any self-care and without leaving my flat. And yes, one of them was getting out of bed because on my really low days, I stay in bed all day. I don't want to face the world. I don't have the courage to face the world. And yeah, when I'd sat there and I reread this uh, list that I've put on a scrap of paper, hence me just ordering myself a beautiful journal and I can't wait, I just thought, wow, I'd never thought, how have I managed to write six things? And they were all really courageous things. Uh, I've really struggled with phoning my doctor. It gives me a lot of anxiety. I always overthink, think that there's going to be the worst outcome or they're going to have stopped my meds or I'm not going to qualify for this. Or So yeah, I'd made phone calls that day. As I said, getting out of bed, I'd managed to, I might not have managed any self-care, but I managed to clean the house. And I think all those are definitely little acts of courage. And uh, when you add it all up, six acts of courage over one day, that's a bloody lot of courage. But again, ironically, I think it takes courage <laughs> To be able to see when you're being courageous, because sometimes, as I said, I was getting to that point where, where it was late at night and I just thought I'd been so rubbish all day. It took so much courage to think, no, do it. Write down those things, do it. So I just want to shout out to all those people, really, that think that they're not courageous day in, day out. 
you are, I think we all are, uh, in those little ways. And I think we should all start to try and recognise that a little bit more. Uh, and as I said, with my uh, new journal that I bought, I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, journaling class that we've got coming up. Uh, there's a lady who's coming to do a special feature with this, isn't there, and do a, um, a chat on journaling. And again, I even said to my counsellor, journaling's not for me, it's not for me, I hate it. Now I can't wait, I can't wait. And again, I'm taking that as an act of courage, something that I'd never, my spelling's atrocious, my, my writing is dyslexic and it makes me feel bad, what, you know, if I spell something wrong or whatever. So yeah, to me, getting that journal and coming to the journaling thing is a massive thing of courage from me. As you're aware, I do a lot of our Twitter posts and look after our Twitter account. I cannot explain how much courage that takes every time I go on it. Because I'm so dyslexic, even uh, things like the word the, I'll spell back to front. Now that's embarrassing. And yeah, it took for me to come, you know, to our admin group and uh, Laura and Mike both say, so what if you mess it up? Does it really matter if you put a tweet out that's not spelt right? And that in itself gives me so much more courage that I'm always tweeting. Sometimes I don't spell things right. I don't delete it. Leave it up there. So what? So what if I'm missing a comma? So what if I'm missing a capital letter? Yeah, just the courage to see through my actions. And uh, yeah, I think that's very important. What's the worst could happen if you get a spelling mistake, eh? Exactly. But but my mind a year ago wouldn't have let me do that action because my mind would have told me, you're embarrassing not only yourself, you're tweeting on behalf of, talk about it, woman, you're embarrassing us all, you're embarrassing... And that's how my mind would have thought and it wouldn't have let me get past that at all. And now I'm like, God, I've got the courage to do that. Look, it's on this podcast. Yeah, it's amazing. And as you said, we're going to be high-fiving ourselves for at least a week about this and about the courage that we've found to do this. I mean, I'm going to try and drag it out for about a month if I can, to be quite <laughs> frank with you. But yeah, definitely. Um, and for the record, somebody jumping out of a plane, a lot more courage than perhaps I'm prepared to do. I stood on a glass floor in a building in Toronto and was paralysed by not being able to move, thinking, I'm not even sure what I was thinking, but the idea of jumping out of a plane is probably... I don't know, somewhere down on the list of priorities at the moment. But uh, yeah, I'll take somebody's bravery on that one, most definitely. What you said about people finding fault with stuff and, and, and sort of moving in, in that kind of circle, are they going to think I'm stupid? Are they going to think I'm this and, and stuff like that? Completely relate to that. Completely feel that so often in, in life, in, you know, in work, in everything that I was doing for a very long period of time to the point where I'd go out and I'd probably not say a lot and there'd be people close to me then they'd be saying oh everybody wonders what's the matter with you it's like well there's nothing the matter with me I'm just not feeling brave enough to be able to have conversations with people today I'm not in a good place I feel quite intimidated and I think for a, a long period of time I've lived in an anxious life every single day for such a long time and only in the last little while if I stopped feeling that way you don't realise that you've got something until it's it's gone in, in that respect. And obviously that thing that's gone, it was a negative. And now that it's not there, I feel lighter all the time. And I actually think the removal of that anxiety has led to the courage more than anything else, because I just don't worry like I used to. Everything used to be a, a, a worry for me, you know. Have I got to tackle this? How will I do that? How will I approach this? How will I approach that? I don't agree with something, but do you know what? I'll just let it slide. No, actually, I won't, because... That's not right. That's not appropriate. I, I care less about what people think of me than I have ever cared. And that for me was the, the biggest step forward 
and the biggest bit of self-development I've had to do. I've had to do self-development pretty much the last seven years I've been in my job. I am not the same person as when I joined the business that I work for. And personally, I'm, I'm not the same person. I've changed so much over that time. I barely recognise myself. But it, for all the right reasons, and I'm, I'm going to take that and I'm going to run with it. And uh, I'm proud. Good. That's really nice to hear. It, being able to be proud of yourself is is definitely an amazing thing. So good word to finish on the being proud. I think just specifically talking about women, because apt, because it's two ladies running the uh, podcast, about how much braver we've got within society as well. Obviously, uh, with the tragic news about Sarah recently, there's been a, a lot of focus on women's rights. Uh, there's a lot of women's pages that I follow. Uh, and, you know, there's the, the hashtag, she was only walking home. And it's made me think a lot. And it's made me think about how much brave we've got together. So, for example, again, because of uh, we're quite similar ages, I run pubs and clubs for 11 years and it was very usual behaviour that if a man was walking past me, he'd rub his groin against my bum and grab my waist as he was doing so. And I accepted that because it was normal, because that's just what men did. Or when men, I was walking down the street the other day and a man told me to take off my mask so he could see my pretty smile. And I challenged that. So that was courage, but I feel like women, we are getting that courage. We are challenging it. It was such common behaviour, as I said. That used to happen so many times, the men walking past me like that, especially in, in pubs and clubs. Even though I was the manager, by the way, I'm their boss and they're still squeezing past me like that. And I'm still accepting that because it was acceptable at the time. But it wasn't acceptable at the time. Women just hadn't found the collective voice and that courage to stand up and go, hang on a minute, I challenge this. This is not right. So, yeah, I've been thinking a, a lot recently about the courage that us women have been finding over the years, challenging everything. There's been some recent discussion about how women are, are, are taking on uh, too much power, but I think people need to realise that we're just balancing the playing field and we're finding the courage within ourselves to speak up and go, actually, mate, and that's not, and again, that isn't just aimed towards men. Uh, women can treat women not very nicely as well. And there's lots of uh, stereotypes and, uh, again, negative connotations that comes when people think of groups of women together. And again, that's something that talk about it, mate, has helped me uh, realise as well that together, us women, all showing our courage, all coming to those, uh, you know, our women-only sessions on a Thursday, we all come together and we are so courageous. We share so openly and honestly about everything. And yeah, the courage in itself that that gives me to then go on and be braver or challenge something or share my experiences with another person or go on to get counselling. I think it's addictive, basically, is, is what I'm saying. And I think it's been yeah, at the forefront for us women. And uh, I think it's only getting stronger. And I think when we come together as a collective with things like Talk About It, mate, and the community that we've got, I don't think there's any stopping us, really. No, I agree. I think that you're right in what you say about sort of challenging stereotypes and whatnot with women. I mean, I, I work in an industry, I work in recruitment, and that, that, especially engineering and technical recruitment, it's a male-dominated society. They talk about diversity and finding women engineers and stuff all the time, day in, day out. Try being a... a female recruiter in a technology environment I've lost count of the amount of times I've had down the end of the phone you probably won't know what I'm talking about you probably won't know what I'm talking about well I kind of know what you're talking about and I know enough to be able to do my job and that's more than enough for me but I can tell you there's been more than one occasion where I've been able to say something and, and they've kind of been quite surprised that they, I might know what I do it's a nice feeling to be able to kind of challenge that 
But at the same time, it's quite brave to not just accept, oh, no, that's what they think and I'll just let them think that. It's like, well, no, actually, I'm going to stand up for myself here. That's something that you see more and more and more out there in lots of different industries and lots of different jobs and, and things. And, you know, you say about women bringing it to the fore and trying to stand up for ourselves and, and get that movement going and stuff. What if we're just getting started? That's a, that's a great place to start. And uh, let's hope that it carries on. Do you, uh, do you fancy checking out? Yes, let's check out on that very positive note. I, I literally feel, yes, I love talking to you anyway. As, a, as I said, I think we've got, we share very many ideals. And I think that uh, with what we go through with our mental health, uh, we're on the same page with a lot of it. So as always, after spending some time with you, I feel very energised. I've loved the chat. I've loved how much we've been able to dip in and out of other things and, you know, I got to talk about women's rights as well. It's just been National International Women's Week, so whoop. Uh, but no, just feeling really brave, really brave. Uh, feeling like I've probably got a bit more courage just from doing this. Uh, yeah, as as you've said, probably going to be high-fiving myself for about a month now. I'm going to compliment... Can't even say that word. I'll high-five myself for three weeks for not being able to say the word properly. But yes, I'm feeling... Really, really good. Can't wait till podcast club uh, and can't wait to our next uh, women's and mixed session. How about yourself? Yeah, good. Always a pleasure to chat to you. Uh, I think, like you say, we've got a lot of similar ideas. So uh, we can probably sit and put the world to rights if we had enough time to do so. But unfortunately, we are restricted by time. So I guess it'll just have to wait till next time because now we've done this, there's probably no getting rid of us, to be honest. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, well, just before we go, guys, just to let you know that, of course, on Wednesday from 6.30 till 7.30, we have our male-only peer support group. Thursday is the women's-only group from 6.30 till 7.30. Uh, and then Sunday, we have our mixed peer support group. Well, all are welcome. And again, that's 6.30 till 7.30. Uh, what date's the podcast club, uh, Laura? Tuesday nights, uh, every other week. So we've just had one. I think it's... 30th or 31st next time brilliant and of course you can find us on meetup across social media get in contact if you'd like to attend any of our future groups but it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you laura you too i'll catch you later see you later thank you for listening to the podcast we really appreciate your interest in what we do if you would like to hear more please subscribe share or review this podcast and if you'd like to have a chat join a session or just have some fun then come find us at Talk About It Mate on all social media.